Skymasters Aerospace Inc. XF-111 Supervark Bomber over Western Russia. July 2017. Big Bird radar detected at 12 o'clock. Estimated range, 40 miles. The XF-111 Supervark's computer said in a calm female voice. Detection probability high. Activate spear, Brad McClanahan ordered, tweaking his stick to the left. The bomber banked slightly, following the visual cues shown by its digital terrain-following system. Blinking lights on a towering factory smokestack flashed past the right side of the canopy and vanished in the darkness. The XF-111 juddered slightly, hitting turbulence created by warmer air rising from the ground just 200 feet below. ALQ-293 Spear activated, the computer told him. Brad relaxed slightly. If the computer was doing its job right, his XF-111's self-protection electronically agile reaction system was busy transmitting precisely tailored signals that would fool the enemy radar into believing his bomber was somewhere else in the sky over Russia. And that might make the very real difference between living a while longer and catastrophic mission failure. That dry little phrase used by a Skymaster's tactics instructors to describe what happened when a missile hit turned an aircraft into a tumbling ball of flame and shredded metal. Then he tightened up again. That radar detection was an indication that he was flying straight into the zone where Russia's air defenses formed what was supposed to be an impenetrable barrier of overlapping radars and surface-to-air missile batteries. The 91N6E radar, codenamed Big Bird by NATO, was the acquisition and battle management radar for Russia's first-line S-400 Triumph SAM battalions. Equipped with eight launchers, each S-400 battalion could fire up a mix of up to 32 highly accurate long-range surface-to-air missiles. That was more than enough to make a very bad day for any attacking aircraft. Search radar broke lock, the computer reported. Brad really hoped the XF-111's defensive programs were running smoothly. He didn't especially like having to rely entirely on the computer this way. Ordinarily, a separate weapons system officer would closely monitor its operations, but he was stuck flying this mission alone. But this was one awesome bird to fly, even without a weapons systems officer. It was so highly automated that it almost flew itself. Each crew member had two large color multifunction computer monitors that could display a dazzling array of information, from engine and systems readouts, navigation, weapons status, and even a virtual depiction of the outside world that was so detailed and clear that it seemed like a color photograph. The center of the instrument panel had a large multifunction display that mostly showed engine, fuel, electrical, and other system readouts, although data could be displayed and swapped around to any other monitor in case of damage or malfunction. The original F-111 aardvark was very advanced in its time, but the Supervark was a digital masterpiece, in line with the latest biz jets and spacecraft. Flight controls were triple-redundant digital fly-by-wire. Voice command-redundant computers controlled navigation, flight control, attack, defensive systems, and weapon release. The Supervark had an ANAPG-81 active electronically scanned array radar for air-to-air -air and air-to-ground attack, and the radar could even be used in a high-power, narrow-beam mode to attack and disrupt enemy aircraft and incoming missiles. It employed four infrared detectors to provide warning 
and track enemy aircraft and missiles, and the sensors interfaced with the ALQ-293 Spear defensive system and the flight control computers to track and evade attackers. Controlled by its digital terrain-following radar and computers, the Supervark pitched up slightly as it popped up over a wooded hill and then descended again, speeding low across the hilly, forested landscape at nearly 600 knots. Glowing numbers counting down on his HUD showed that he was still more than 100 miles from his primary target, the headquarters of Russia's 4th Airspace Defense Brigade in Dolgoprudny, a suburb just north of Moscow. For a moment, Brad was tempted to pop up off the deck and launch his cruise missiles now. The two AGM-158 JASMs, Joint Air-to-Surface Standoff Missiles, slung in his XF-111's internal weapons bay, had a rated range of around 200 nautical miles. Once he launched them, he could turn and get the hell out of Russian airspace, but he fought down that urge 